0: Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to the Primate Cast. The release date for today's podcast is Saturday, March the 12th, 2016. It's been a little bit since our last show, but here we are, back again and super happy to welcome back to the Primate Cast my good friend Dr. Chris Martin. You also may know is founder, co-founder of the Primate Cast along with myself. And we're going to be talking about some of the things he's been doing over the last couple of years and why he's back in Inuyama, Japan now. So without further ado, let's just get right into that. Okay, so what, what are you doing back here?
1: Uh, yeah, so this is my first trip back to Japan uh, since I left uh, after my postdoc. Almost exactly two years. Two years, yep. So I went directly from here, PRI, to Indianapolis Zoo, which had just opened... And a new orangutan exhibit, the International Orangutan Center is what they called it. And it was a huge project for the zoo to build this thing um, and get nine orangutans for it. And it was a huge undertaking. And one of the things that they wanted to do was a cognition program. Uh, they already had one in place with, with Dr. Rob Shoemaker. Um, they wanted to expand it and they asked me to help them. So that's
0: kind of what I've been doing. Okay, and so it's it's connected too to why you're here. So we'll come back to the orangutans and Indonesia yeah, sure. later. But so this coming weekend is uh, the the last lecture, right? For Professor Matsuzawa, who was your he was my your supervisor. Mentor, your supervisor.
1: Yeah, so the, it worked out well because there's a there was a symposium in Inuyama this week for the primatology and wildlife science program. Yeah. Um, so I get to go to that present. Uh, a talk on some of the stuff I'm doing at the zoo, and then it kind of overlapped with his last lecture. That was so really cool, by the way. The uh, Oh, thanks.
0: Yeah, the stuff you're building at ED Zoo is, is really awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's, kind been, of... it's been cool. It's been
1: a cool job, for sure.
0: So, so what do you think of the... Uh, uh, what's going to be the feeling for the last lecture?
1: Yeah, well, um, I know there's been a lot of buildup. Um, there's been a, actually a really cool... So the. Facebook page for Saga support for African great apes uh, has been regularly posting kind of a retrospective of Matsuzawa's career with different tidbits and photos and videos mm-hmm. and um, and that's been going on for the past few months, kind of building up to this lecture. So it's been cool to to kind of retrace uh, his his career and yeah. all the cool
0: stuff that he's done yeah. uh, leading up to this moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then the I guess the talk will be in Kyoto in the clock tower.
1: Yeah, right. Get back to ground zero of Kyoto University.
0: So. Yeah, the iconic place. Yep. I guess it'll be pretty well attended.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're selling tickets and stuff. That's cool. Yeah.
0: You expect a, a reunion of past Masazawa students as well?
1: You know, I, of course, there's everyone that's already here um, in Japan. Um, I'm not sure how many of his international students are coming back, but um, I'm certainly happy to be part of that group.
0: Yeah, it's good to have you back. It's nice to sit back down in the studio. The yeah. <laughs> well, it's been cool
1: to kind of listen to the to Primate Cast uh, have, after leaving and see it grow. And
0: it's it's cool. Yeah, we've been doing okay. Yeah. Uh, not very active of late. I hope that's going to change soon.
1: Well, I think one of the cool things about the Primate Cast since we started was the whole concept of doing um, conferences. Um, yeah, and and having students engaged yeah. and giving interviews because then you get a, you get so many interesting
0: people yeah at, all at once at a conference yeah absolutely yeah so that's been great yeah the last IPS I mean we had tons of interviews and mm-hmm. got quite a few shows out of that and that reminds me of the new IPS coming up in August in Chicago yeah that'll be fun definitely so we've been promised some kind of some kind of booth and a location <laughs> to meet a to get <laughs> interviews and harassing people yeah yeah. Yeah, it'll be cool to see how that works out. <laughs> so Steve Ross, Lydia Hopper, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so two years um, and in the intervening time, you've mm-hmm. been setting up and building at Indianapolis Zoo. So how was the, before getting on to what you're doing, how was the transition from being a student then postdoc here at PRI and working with the chimps and then sure. starting
1: anew in, in Indy? Um, well... It, it was, I thought it was a pretty smooth transition. Um, PRI is very, is unique in a lot of ways at Keto University. Um, the chimps have been doing computer tasks for decades. They're all experts. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was a little bit of a challenge to go and work with apes who hadn't, didn't have that much experience and kind of spend some time training them. Um, so yeah, work-wise, that was a bit of a challenge, but the zoo is such an accommodating place and there's just a lot of excitement in the air at Indianapolis zoo with the new, new exhibit opening. Uh-huh. So yeah. So work wise, it was great. And then cult you know, again, there was a bit of a culture shock for sure <laughs> right? Uh, after being in Japan for seven years. Um, but it, it's, it's okay. Yeah. America's it feels comfortable.
0: It's home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so what kind of things were you, were you doing with your the orangutans there?
1: Um, so here at PRI, I kind of worked on a new system. Um, it was a, a shared touch panel task system. So for t- twenty more than 20 years now, the apes here have been doing touch panel, but it's it's always with one touch panel mm-hmm. right in front of them. So when I was here, I wanted to kind of change that paradigm a little bit and have two chimps working on a shared task over two touch panels or a shared screen. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that was what I worked on for my PhD here. And it caught the attention of the Indianapolis Zoo uh, folks because they were very interested in creating a similar system. But instead of having two apes, you would have a human uh, visitor or a zookeeper or someone and then an ape on the other side mm-hmm. collaborating on tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a kind of a, a good match. So I went there and built a similar system Um for the, for the exhibit itself Mm is like a feature of the exhibit.
0: And so in your, in your talk at this symposium, we just had, and also I think there's probably some news um, from Indianapolis about it as well. You had the uh, showing videos of the, the orangutan playing pong (laughs) with zoo visitors. Sure.
1: Yeah. So they play this virtual ping pong game. um, And that you know, that started out as a, as a training element. Um, These, Orangutans, they do have experience with touch panels because they've been working with Dr. Rob Shoemaker for a while now. Um, And actually, a lot of these orangutans came with him from where he worked before Mm -hmm. at the Great Ape Trust in Iowa. Um, So they have had a fair amount of experience with touch panel. But like I said, with the PRI chimps, it's been kind of focusing on the one touch panel in front of them. Mm -hmm. So... I kind of I tossed around some ideas for how how do you get the apes to want to to understand that the two touch panels are connected to the same task and to kind of shift their attention from the one in front of them to the one that's beside them and I thought that the pong the ping pong task would be a nice way um, it started out with just a dot that would move between the screens and when they touched the dot they'd get fed um, and then it kind of I built on that and added kind of the paddle so you to mm-hmm. touch the ball to the paddle and it was just kind of a progression. Mm-hmm. But I think there's, it's interesting, I think this, the same reasons why Pong was the first video game kind of overlap with my reasons for doing <laughs> it. It's like a first task because right. it's so simple. Yeah. Uh, this idea of just passing something between between two different places on a screen. Yeah. Um, and, and it was very intuitive to them. Um, another thing that's great about tasks like that And I've worked on some others, too, at the zoo, like Tic-Tac-Toe and uh, and a memory card game I'm doing, is they're the type of tasks that visitors, Mm -hmm. they walk in, they see it, they right away, they know what it is. It doesn't require any explanation. Mm -hmm. And I think in a zoo environment, if we're trying to do these kind of public demonstrations of the intelligence of apes, um, it requires a lot of education and you know the whole package has to be kind of easy for people to understand Mm -hmm. and for them to be able to see something that they already recognize really helps with the process um so that's that was a huge benefit Mm
0: -hmm. for that yeah Mm -hmm. so i I know that for for places like zoos and especially the the more modern or uh, progressive zoos like it seems india zoo is an an example of Mm -hmm. uh, having the research being conducted out front and so very visible yep. to the public. And now even in your case, interactive with the public was really important. But so how, I mean, coming from a place where like PRI, where it's just strictly research focused and you really didn't have have that dynamic at all. Right. You know, how, how was that um, for you?
1: It's, you know, it's a really interesting niche. And I think just to get back to the tasks. Mm-hmm. So this kind of goes along with that um, story here. A lot of the tasks are, very kind of area diet psychology tasks like match to sample visual search and these are the paradigms that psychologists the toolboxes were used to working with um and that's great but if you want to educate the public on these things it's it's a bit more of a challenge because you have to actually explain the task to them and then they can kind of take in what the what the animals yeah. doing so what i tried to do to kind of simplify the zoo Uh, process was to come up with these tasks where, on the one hand, people would recognize right away what the apes are doing. But on the other hand, I could kind of uh, mold the tasks a little bit to answer research questions. So I'm kind of doing both these Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so yeah, that's kind of the biggest difference, Mm -hmm. I think, between here and the zoo.
0: And so for a game like, uh, like Pong, the orangutans, as you mentioned, seem to pick it up Mm-hmm. You know, fairly quickly and sure. and now are are playing uh, quite well against the humans that are, that are visiting. Right. But then some of the other games like uh the memory card game. Sure. Uh are they equally good or a little bit harder for that?
1: It's a bit harder. I mean, I I'd I'd be curious to see how the PRI champs would do just because they've had right. so much experience with computer tests and I think a lot of the challenges with the orangutans has has been a training issue. Mm-hmm. Um So they're they're not starting from the same place Mm -hmm. as humans or the PRI chimps. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a little bit hard to dissociate between, you know, their natural intelligence and ability to solve problems and the need to train them on the on the paradigm that they use to
0: solve those questions. So for someone who's got now multiple uh, or so, yeah, multiple years of experience with these two great ape species, I mean, what are your impressions on yeah, just, I mean, doing sure. the task, but also the, you know, just what they're, they're good at, what they're not so good at.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's been really, it's been really interesting to kind of compare and contrast uh, the, the captive chimps and the captive orangutans. Um, I mean, they certainly have very different personalities. Um, I, I, I find myself continually kind of surprised and impressed by some of the things the orangutans do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they're very thoughtful and methodical mm-hmm. and deliberate. So in contrast, I mean, I, obviously there's differences between individuals in both species, but I, I think that one of, the, one of the themes that I see with the orangutans is that they do tend to think a lot about what they're about to do. Um, And then with chimps, I think sometimes you get kind of a shoot first, ask questions later Mm -hmm. kind of thing, where they just want to do something and then see the outcome and learn from that. Mm -hmm. Whereas maybe orangutans like to kind of think it over a little bit before they do something. But, you know, that's just kind of an intuition that I've seen. uh, And it's not really I'd like to someday maybe back that up with data. Sure. Yeah, that's. (laughs) That's kind of I think that might be some there might be something there with that
0: yeah. well it it was definitely interesting in the video, which you actually let progress pretty for a pretty long sure. time during the symposium, really the is doing the eight card memory matching, yeah, game yeah, and, They and do, just wow. they do just per- keep going, they're keep very going,
1: persistent yeah. and um they like they're problem solvers they mm-hmm. and I think they like to be mentally challenged, mm-hmm. so one of the core features of the touch panel program at the zoo is to make it. Voluntary. So if they don't want to do the task, they don't have to. And they really overwhelmingly choose to do it every day. It's it's something they really enjoy doing. So, um, and we that's I think that's a really important point to get across, um, in in general, for this type
0: of stuff. Mm Especially at zoos where the, where you're kind of in the public eye mm-hmm. yeah. so what what would you say um currently with your research and and just aims at the at the zoo um that what kind of message are you trying to really get across to the people there and, yeah. is, and, and yeah, have you sure. noticed any progress in that
1: sure, so it was about a year after I started i I kind of started thinking about how in a lot of ways. Compared to a a typical zoo signage or zoo exhibit where people kind of flow through and they kind of determine the amount of time they want to spend Mm -hmm. at a particular spot, we kind of have this interesting situation where the apes are working on the computers and people will spend more time than normal Mm -hmm. watching them. Mm -hmm. So um, I I started thinking about, and and Rob Shoemaker as well, okay, well, we have kind of a, a bit of kind of a captive audience here can we use that opportunity to kind of reach out to them and maybe send a conservation message Mm -hmm. uh, to go along with the research? And I think that those two things go along together very nicely. Right. Because on the one hand, you're kind of creating some empathy for the apes because people recognize how smart they are Mm -hmm. by the kinds of things they can do, problems they can solve on a computer screen. Mm -hmm. And then you can use that kind of empathy to... Compel them to make a conservation action. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the cool features at the Orangutan Center at Indie Zoo is we have these donation kiosks. We have where they can donate to reforestation okay. efforts in Borneo. Yeah. Um, so I think in terms of the public outreach, we're really just trying to create a new system, and um, that involves the touch panels on the one hand, the conservation message, and then the conservation action Mm -hmm. so they all kind of go together Mm -hmm. um and i think it's a really nice model that i'm hoping will will spread to other zoos yeah
0: yeah it looks really cool
1: thanks
0: (laughs) (laughs) So good luck with all the rest of the work there yeah yeah thanks okay so where do you see all this going now for yourself i mean what's next
1: yeah well um you know i think my my attitude um has my focus really has changed a bit uh, since since starting, um, coming from here, from Kyoto University, the Primate Research Institute, you know, I was really focused on my research here. Mm-hmm. But then moving into the zoo world, I, I recognize that there's a lot of other aspects to what I do there that mm-hmm. I can be have a hand in. So that, like we said about conservation, uh, public outreach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'd like to work on those those issues and also trying to spread this paradigm Mm -hmm. um, I think is really important because these touch panel tasks are great research tools to, to give us more insight into the great eight mentality, but Mm -hmm. also it's really good enrichment Mm -hmm. for them. So I think it's a win win to have touch panel tasks at zoos. Yeah. Uh, So I I'd like to help uh, kind of spread that message and, kind of be there for zoos in general that want to get started um, Mm -hmm. and need, need advice and that kind of thing.
0: So Mm -hmm. I'd like to kind of change the landscape uh, uh, in that, in that way. I I think it follows really well from your education here at Kilti University, right? Where, I mean, the I project has always been about using technology um, to enhance our ability to, to kind of test and understand um, the cognition. And here you are now at a zoo and I guess using tech for these types of purposes in zoos is also on the rise and, you were saying that you have this uh, maybe a zoo tech conference to go to in the near future as well. Yeah,
1: this has been this has been kind of an area that's that's uh, getting bigger mm-hmm. is how to use technology at zoos, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of overlap with museums and um, and that sort of thing for signage and like interactive signs for people. Mm-hmm. But I think the the real uh, special thing about zoos is that it's an opportunity to use technology with animals, mm-hmm. um, in, in, ways that enrich their lives. Mm-hmm. So that issue, it's always been around, but I think at, at this point it's getting, it's getting to be a focus. Um, and I think that touch panels play a huge role in that a central role, really, because yeah. there's so much, um, versatility with them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, to give all sorts of tasks, different kinds of things. um, So yeah, I'll go to the Zoo Tech Conference in in Silicon Valley where where there's a a bunch of professionals meeting to talk about this issue.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. All right. And so, well, it's been great having you here back in Inuyama for the past week. (laughs) it's good to be back in Inuyama. And uh, don't know when the next time will be, but we'll definitely hook up again in Chicago. So hopefully have some more fun with the Primate cast there and present a crazy poster on chaos theory and chimpanzee choice patterns. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm excited for that. (laughs) Should decide which one of us is going to give the talk. (laughs) All right. All right. So, Dr. Chris Martin, thanks for joining us again on the Prime cast All right. Thanks, Andrew. Cool.